everybody happy sunday i hope that wherever you are and whatever you are doing you are having an amazing weekend as you can tell i'm not in my garden and there are no chickens although to be fair there is a flock of turkeys wandering around the place i am right now i'm here at the montage hellsberg hotel in Sonoma County, California. I have just driven the Honda Prologue for the very first time, and I've also ridden Honda's little suitcase electric scooter, aka the Honda Motor Compacto. And there are videos coming on both of them in the next few weeks. You're gonna have to wait until the 22nd of February to see what I thought of the uh, Honda Prologue, but the other video is coming a little bit sooner. So while we could have waited, until our flight back to Portland today to give you our chicken and garden update. We had so much rain in the last couple of weeks and it's raining here in California today that last Sunday when I was doing some uh, yard work and tidying up some things, I managed to slip on the mud that was outside. My garden has a very steep slope and wouldn't you know it, I have re-damaged my knee that I broke when I had my motorbike accident in November. So I'm honestly not up to walking around much at the moment. And so we were like, what the heck? It's a nice ambience here. Let's talk about what I was going to talk about at home here. Specifically, it is time to think about seeds. And this time of year is the time of year in much of the Northern Hemisphere when you start to think about what seed you're going to be planting in the spring. Spring is mercifully not too far away now. And for me, one of the first things to go in are parsnips. Parsnips are weird because parsnip seeds don't last very long. They only really last a year and you have to get fresh parsnip seeds every year. And so probably on the plane ride back, I'm going to be buying some seeds. I want to buy some, some good parsnips. Uh, I also want to place an order for Telegraph cucumber seeds. Telegraph is a, a British variety of cucumber, very long and slender, kind of sweet. It's a cucumber that I remember from my childhood and I'm really, really eager to get some to plant this year. Last year I was, I was visiting my mum in March in the UK and I wanted to bring some cucumber seeds back but you're not allowed to import seeds they just get thrown away so uh, there are some folks in the US that will sell you telegraph cucumber seeds they're just not as easy to get hold of as some other varieties so I need to kind of hot foot it on that one and make sure I get them before they're all sold out the other thing that I want to start thinking about is whether I go with onion seeds this year or whether I go with onion sets. Putting onion seeds in is a lot more work. You have to grow obviously the onions from scratch and, and onions tend to grow kind of slowly. You may not have fully grown onions at the end of the year. So I'm leaning towards getting onion sets this year, putting the sets in and seeing how they grow. My garlic is already in as you hopefully will have noted from a couple of weeks ago we put the garlic in just before the new year and other than that it's it's basically prep work um, 
because my wife is doing a lot of, of work on her woodworking shop right now, for those who don't know, she has taken our double car garage, which was uninsulated. She's insulated the walls. She's putting drywall up. She's in the process of applying for planning permission to put a window in the back so she can have some natural light in there. And so I've moved all of my gardening equipment out of what is now her woodworking shop and put it in my greenhouse temporarily. So at some point there's going to be a garden shed build, I'm sure, coming along. But let's get back to seeds and how you go about finding seeds. Seeds can be expensive. They can vary according to where you live and what your local uh, seed stockist has. But I always find at this time of year, it's, it's very much worthwhile taking some time out to browse various seed catalogs online. And if you look online, there are many, many advice portals that tell you which seeds tend to do better in certain areas and which ones don't. So a good example is tomatoes. In Oregon, there are specific varieties that have been bred to be resilient to Oregon's typically lower temperatures and wetter summers than you might have in other parts of the US. The same is true in Europe. You'll get certain varieties that are known to work very well in certain temperature and certain climates. There's also a different varieties depending on how high up you are, so your altitude, and also whether you have um, covered growing space, i.e. a greenhouse, or whether you're going to be growing out in the garden. Now in the UK, for example, the, the cucumber seeds I mentioned earlier, the, uh, the Telegraph Improved, they typically do better in a greenhouse, although you can grow them outside. And so knowing that all in advance before you buy your seeds helps ensure that your seeds are more likely to germinate, they're more likely to grow, and you're less likely to waste money. As you know from last year, I <laughs> I had a lot of seeds. I, I have got still a lot of seeds and I have a bit of a seed problem. And so this year I'm going to try and rein in what seeds I actually buy and what seeds I reuse. The majority of seeds can be kept for more than one year and you can plant them for successive years. Uh, as I noted, parsnips are one of the few seed types that you really do need to have fresh seeds. Parsnip seeds are incredibly small. They're not particularly great at germinating. They don't have a particularly good success rate, at least not in my experience. And so having fresh seeds, giving the ground good prep work and making sure it's well drained and it's not too thick and clay really does help, as it does with all root vegetables. And if you're not sure what the planting calendar is like where you live, there are some really useful websites that you can go and look. So the USDA has a great website for the US. If you live in the US and you want to know what zone you live in, the zone refers to how cold it gets and when your last and first frosts are. You can go on the USDA website and look at its, its zone calendar or zone map, I suppose, the zone map has changed in the last year. They recently updated it to account for the effects of, of climate change. 
So we just went up a zone. So we were in a slightly colder zone. Our zone has now shifted because of climatic changes. And it tells you when you should expect your first and last frost. Now, obviously, that is only a guide. If you've had a really strict, if you've had a really cold winter and it's been bitterly cold, don't plant seeds because the zone map says, oh, it's time. You have to kind of play it by ear. If it's been a particularly mild winter, you can plant your seeds a little bit earlier. If it's been a particularly cold winter, you have to wait. A couple of years ago, we had, as an example, we had really nasty frosts and snow in, uh, I think it was April, we had snow all the way through to April and particularly cold weather. And it killed off much of our apple blossom. So in 2022, we had very few apples growing on our trees. They all were killed off because of the flowers. They were all killed off. We, we didn't have any apples growing. Last year, 2023, we had a bumper crop of apples. And my fingers are crossed that this year is going to be another bumper crop. But it just gives you an idea of, of what's, what's good and what's not. And if you're growing, taking some time out to look up those maps is a great way. Obviously, in the UK, the Royal Horticultural Society, they have plenty of great guides as to where to go and when to plant and what varieties work well in particular soils. So while you might be tempted to go out and buy seeds just willy-nilly, some time spent now researching which seeds are good for the type of soil you have is very, very important. And of course, I could go on here and talk about pH levels and soil and all of that. I'm not going to do that. Maybe we should do that at some point in the future. But the type of soil you have also influences whether you should plant a particular variety or not. So if you are looking for seeds to plant, I would love to know in the comments below what you're going to get and what you're going to grow. And even if you don't have a garden, I would love it if you would consider growing some plants this year. Maybe you've got a step outside your house that you could put like a little half meter planter, half meter by half meter planter, so what, one to two feet square, and you could put some things in there. Give it a go. Put some fresh herbs in there so that when you're cooking at home, you can just go and snip off some fresh herbs. Things like rosemary are, are, are particularly versatile. I'm a, I'm a fan of rosemary. I know not everyone is. But things like um, thyme and sage, they're great, easy things to grow. You could also get some lettuce seeds. Lettuce grows incredibly easily and it's a great way of having fresh greens available. And if you... Um, if you plant seeds with a gap between, you know, put a couple of seeds in and then wait a week and then put a couple of seeds in and wait a week, they will all mature at slightly different times. So you've got that lovely continual availability of fresh greens available for you. I'm a big fan of root vegetables, as you may know. Uh, I'm sure my belly attests to that too. Uh, so we'll be talking about potatoes at some point soon as well. And potatoes are super easy to grow if you are interested. But anyway, tell me what your looking for and what you're planting for. Um, like I said, spend some time researching what would grow well in your garden based on where you live, how cold it gets, whether you get full sun or shade. Different varieties of the same plant will grow differently depending on what they prefer. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this slightly different uh, chicken and garden update. I nearly called it a Sunday musing. That's coming a bit later on today. Be sure to watch that too. And I'll be back next week. 
Thanks for joining me today. And if you've got thoughts, make sure you leave them below in our Discord chat room, or you can reach out to us on Mastodon. Thanks to the amazing list of people scrolling by on your screen right now. They are some of the more than 1,500 people who help fund this channel through Patreon and YouTube, covering our bills, paying our team, and making sure that we can be 100% independent. If you'd like to join them and see your name listed here, just follow the links below. There are a range of different tiers you can sign up for from as little as $1 a month, or if you pay yearly, about $10.08 per year. A huge welcome to our newest supporters, Tantalus A. Bond, Michael Baker, Christopher Lawrence, David J. Stober, Noah Tutak, and Ian Hoffman. To join the list and get your shout out, become a paid Patreon member for your week of fame. If you'd like to support us with a one-off donation, you'll find links below to make Kofi and Bitcoin donations, and we even have an old-fashioned PO box you can reach us at, address also below. And if you're in need of some swag, you'll find our swag store in the down below. This month, we're celebrating Electric for Everyone with an amazing new t-shirt design by our in-house artist and animator, Erin. Get yours today by heading to our Redbubble store. We've got some fantastic content coming up, so make sure you're subscribed on Peertube or YouTube and we'll see you very soon. We make new videos every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. If you want more, the mighty algorithm thinks you'll like this video. But we all think that this one is also well worth a look. See you soon, and as always, keep evolving!